The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, power horse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to help fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. Plus, when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. That's buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Shotgun, Jackson, up high, intercepted! Picked off by Joey Porter Jr. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Not great last week for Lamar Jackson. Great for me with my bet on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Absolutely loved it. I mean, what the hell are the Ravens doing in that spot? Olszewski fumbles. Looks like I'm going to lose my Steelers bet, and here's Lamar throwing an end zone interception, but to Joey Porter Jr., and the Steelers come down and win the game. Maybe the Ravens have a bounce-back spot coming up in London on Sunday morning against the Tennessee Titans, but maybe not. We'll talk to our friend Connor Allen about that game and more the whole week's six slate in the National Football League in just a second. But Evan Silva from Establish the Run will join us in 20 minutes. Evan just sent me his stuff that he likes coming up this week in the NFL, and I absolutely love it. We got some stuff coming up on Thursday night from Evan. Look forward to that. Joey Kanish joins us an hour from now, baby, giving us college football bets for the weekend. We'll get back into awards as we move along. Oh, and in the power hour, final hour, so many bets, so many sports. It's going to be awesome. Baseball, bets of Steel, and of course, the Chiefs and the Broncos on Thursday Night Football. But joining us right now is the aforementioned, our good friend, Connor Allen from 4 for 4 and Betsperts. Uh, Connor's podcast is Move the Line. We encourage everybody to check that out. Featuring other friends of the show, Ryan Newton and John Daigle, among others. Connor on Twitter at Connor Allen NFL. My friend, welcome back to the show. It's Nick and Ken. Happy week six to you and yours. Thanks, Nick. Appreciate it to be back on here after a week off. I was at a wedding last week, but 
Silva, speaking of him, I mean, he just texted me a couple minutes before this saying that he has an empty the clip play. So I'm not going to tell you what it is, but uh, just a little cheesy <laughs> there for your next segment. So good, good, good luck with that one, guys. <laughs> so, uh, there's a clip, and it's empty. Jeez. Uh, okay. Well, we look forward to that with uh, but with Evan. But let, let's go over some of your bets too, Connor. But we have, like, we have to call obviously... your shot segment, Ken, from yesterday oh, now with true. golf we bets. That. Now we might have to do like the empty the clip. That might have to be like a segment Jeez. on the show also, Ken. There's, <laughs> yeah, there's, there, are, there are bets, and they're going to keep, keep firing apparently that that sounds like my <laughs> hockey card for tonight too honestly uh may have to steal that term uh what are we doing with the uh the london game going on this weekend connor uh, sunday morning ravens four against the titans obviously we played that soundbite i think everybody probably has some idea what happened in the Ravens steelers game lamar the numbers like the underlying numbers are good except the ravens receivers dropped like nine touchdown passes and they end up like inexplicably losing a game that no one really understands how it happened maybe a bounce back spot for them we'll see ravens four 42 the total uh any side total props going on here yeah, so I've actually already played three things in this game, which is a little bit dangerous, but I think that there's ways that all of them can win, even if the game doesn't plan out exactly as planned here. So I like the Ravens minus four off the top here. I think this game's going to all come down to whether the Titans defense can pressure Lamar. You know, right now they're 10th in pressure rate, but they did a good job dialing it up against the Bengals and Joe Burrow, basically completely shut them down. The key is, though, when they're not getting pressure, allowing a 78% completion rate and 8.3 yards per attempt. The front seven is strong, but I really think that this Ravens receiving core bounces back here. We've OBJ practicing in full. Um, you know, Zay Flowers, I think, is a fantastic matchup here. And the Ravens right now, they're defensively second in EPA against the pass, second in success rate against the pass, allowing the fewest explosive plays in the passing game so far. Titans are going to be without Traylon Burks. That was some news that came out about an hour ago. So I think that we're looking at a spot here where the Titans offense doesn't have a ton of success. Titans deep and the Ravens offense has plentiful success through the air here. So I think the Ravens at minus four here specifically. Also another note, the Titans are waiting till Thursday to travel. Uh, Ravens traveled on Monday to London. I think that could play a small factor there specifically. But two other quick plays in this game. Zay Flowers over 55 and up receiving yards. Already mentioned it, but... Great matchup, 28% target share, 31% of the team's air yards. And the Titans are allowing an average, an average of seven receptions for 92 receiving yards to opposing wide receiver ones and have allowed eight wideouts to clear 54 receiving yards uh, in just in their first five games alone. So like that one, and then Ryan Tannehill under 210 passing yards. No trail on Burke, struggled against good teams so far passing the ball. So I think we're going to see more of a run-heavy approach from them. Yeah, so I, I love the thought on Zay Flowers, who is by far the best wide receiver on the Ravens. You can argue Mark Andrews is their best pass catcher. Zay Flowers is the best wide receiver. with, And actually, like, Nelson Aguilar might be the second best wide receiver with the way Beckham and Bateman have played thus far this season when they've actually been on the field. All right, Connor, let's go to, um, and we'll, we'll do Thursday night uh, at the end of the interview. Get your thoughts on the game tonight. Let's do a couple more games on Sunday. What do you have for us, good sir, in the Seahawks-Bengals game on Sunday in Cincinnati, where maybe... Maybe Joe Burrow is hashtag back, but we also know the Seahawks are hashtag back uh, off off their bye week and presumably rested and a little more healthy. Yeah, I kind of lean towards the Seahawks here, and I played some of them at plus three, and we touched on it earlier here. But you know, Burrow really struggled with t- Titans ramping up their blitz rate and getting pressure uh, under pressure so far this season. Joe Burrow, forty percent completion rate, two point six yards per attempt. Seahawks so far this season, seventh in pressure rate. Now, some of that has to come to do with the, the Giants game and how that worked out there. But I think getting back to Reek Woolen and, uh, you know, basically everyone, Devin Witherspoon, Jamal Adams, all together, I think in this spot here, we're going to be able to see the Seahawks look a lot better defensively. So I think in that that spot there, they, they ramped up their blitz rate too. It was like a 5% increase uh, last week when they started getting their guys back. So I think it could be a better spot for this uh, Seahawks defense. And then Offensively, though, I think they have a massive edge here. The Cincinnati run defense has been really bad so far this season. 32nd in explosive run rate allowed, 28th in EPA, 20th in success rate allowed. So 
I think we see the Seattle offensive success. I think we see their defense maybe not shut down the Bengals, but give them a little bit more trouble, kind of like what we saw in the Titans game, more like that than what we saw against Arizona. Connor, we've already talked about this Niners-Browns game today. We had Adam Chernoff on in the last segment. And just like with, with everybody we've had on this week, it's just not even that there has to has to be an answer here, but just like what like what's the right approach to, to a game like this where you have two things, actually like three things in combination, right? So you have a team in San Francisco that just everybody wants to buy right now, has like the best team and Purdy's the MVP and like nothing can go wrong and they, they smash Dallas on Sunday. Then the second thing you have is a quarterback injury. Is Deshaun Watson going to play, yes or no? Market leaning heavily toward no in terms of just the movement in the market right now, like out to an eight and a half point favorite, the Niners on the road. And then weather. Like, this also might be a bad weather game. Like, there's just a lot of stuff going on here. Uh, I know you have a side that you like, but even at the current market, if you could just talk about, like, how you see this playing out, Niners by eight and a half, and the total is 37. Yeah, well, I mean, this is really tough because when I prep for my shows, you know, throughout the week, I, you know, obviously have bet them myself. And, you know, when I bet them, I bet the Niners at minus five and a half. And then we started leaning towards Deshaun's not going to play. I bet them again at six and a half. And then now we're sitting at eight and a half. So, I mean, I still like the Niners, and I, I think that it's fine, but it's just, like, tough to talk about when I've already gotten two significantly better prices earlier in the week. But I do think that there's still an edge, like, regardless with this team because we have the Niners here looking fantastic offensively. This is the best team, you know, by the numbers offensively that they've had in the last 20 years. Uh, and their defense, I think, is going to give the Browns offense a lot of issues. We have uh, Browns offensive lineman Joel B- Bitonio, like, kind of banged up there. I don't think he's going to play. He hasn't practiced all week. Um, and then you're probably going to PJ Walker starting. And even if Deshaun Watson does somehow start, I mean, I, obviously I don't love laying eight and a half if Deshaun ends up starting. I think, don't think that that's going to be the final closing market. But at this point, it seems like he's not going to play. Uh, and so we're getting PJ Walker here against the Niners defense that's looked pretty dominant. And I don't think that the Browns running game is fully back here. Like it, it, it looked a little bit clunky there with Jerome Ford, some Kareem Hunt mixed in here and there. So I really just struggled to see how this Browns team moves the ball significantly. And even if the Browns defense, which has been very good this season, don't get me wrong, but the schedule adjusted, I think is really, really important to note against Lamar. They allowed 9.8 yards per attempt, like an 80% completion rate really just were not that strong. So when you factor that in, now they're playing the Niners who I think are better than the Ravens offensively. Like they should have some success, and if they're able to slow down the Browns, uh, I, I still lean towards the Niners here. Now, again, eight and a half. You know, make sure to shop the number and, and pay attention to some of the news here. Maybe I'd wait, honestly. I don't really know how much higher it climbs, even if P.J. Walker is officially announced as the starter. You better, you better hear with Nick and Ken, tremendous football Thursday, talking week six in the NFL with our friend Connor Allen from 4 for 4 and Betsperts and the Move of the Line podcast. Connor on Twitter at Connor Allen NFL. Connor, want to get your thought here on the Lions-Bucks game on Sunday in Tampa. And I'm going to read this injury information because some of it is very recent here, just in case you haven't seen it, because I know you do a ton of content just like we do. Uh, Sam Laporta uh, did not practice today for the Lions. That's a new addition to the injury report. Amon Ross St. Brown did practice for Detroit in a full capacity today he's on track to play the Lions don't have either Brian Branch one of their stud rookies on defense or Jameer Gibbs one of their stud running backs rookie on offense both did not practice today and for the Bucks, early reports on Thursday said Mike Evans did not practice with his hamstring injury he was upgraded by the team to a limited practice so like Evans probably now on track to play in this game for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers so Connor just in case you hadn't seen that and for our listeners and viewers that's the latest on what's happening injury wise with the Lions and the Bucks. What is your handicap here, side or total or props for Detroit and Tampa? 
Yeah, obviously the injury report is important, especially Laporte. I mean, Laporte has been like a serious difference maker, you know, right off the bat here. And seeing him go to a DNP is definitely not a good sign for his availability in this spot here. But I did play a little bit of the Lions here uh, and, you know, minus three. Honestly, I'm just kind of looking for more ways to continue fading the Bucks. You know, the offense played really well against the Bears, against the Vikings, kind of unsurprisingly. And the receivers were just so much better than the Saints, kind of aggressive man defense. Um, but they really struggled, I think, against, a, you know, a good Philly defense that had a little bit more talent overall. And then now they get... You know, again, what should have been a solid Lions defense, uh, fully healthy. So defensively, though, I think the Bucks look good on paper, but allowed seven and a half and 7.8 yards per attempt to uh, Kirk Cousins and Jalen Hurts. And, you know, a lot of their strength in metrics, like their eighth in pass defense DB or EPA, but a lot of that comes from the fact that they're so good in the red zone so far. And I don't know if that's super sticky. They're allowing the fewest points per red zone trip in the league, at like three points per red zone drive which is pretty wild. So I don't think that's sticky once they play against better teams like the Lions. So I think we're going to get some more Lions offensive success here. And I'm looking to fade Baker kind of going forward. So again, I would love for this injury report to be a lot cleaner, but I still lean towards the Lions here. Connor, we're going to stay in the NFC North for a second. I know you don't have a bet on this game, or at least I don't think you do, but you've talked a lot about the Bears, obviously, fading them, alternate win total unders. This might be one of the worst teams in the league. And in the first several weeks of the season, it certainly played out that way. But just kind of a really weird setup now for this game where the Bears give you like their best performance of the season. They hold on and beat Washington. They have extra rest. Now, they're a pretty beat-up team, but they get a Minnesota team. Not only anybody knows kind of like what's going to happen here for the next month or two. Does Cousins get traded? We know Jefferson's not playing. Where does this go? And yeah, both these teams running into each other at just a really weird time. So the market's kind of Minnesota by two and a half or three, a very low total. Obviously, it would have been much higher if Jefferson was playing 44. Just any thoughts here on the Bears? I know you've kind of been really interested in betting them uh, over the course of the season. Yeah, I'm a Chicago guy. You know, I got to have some strong Chicago takes uh, to make sure. sure. But no, I think that in this spot here, I kind of like the over. I, th I think that Chicago still has plenty of success against Minnesota. You know, the key here, we always talk about it, is that the Vikings – they run a ton of zone and they blitz like an insane amount. And Justin Fields in his career under pressure has been terrible, but against the blitz, he's actually been okay, which doesn't always make sense. But it's like, if you blitz and don't get pressure, he's really been able to take advantage of that, which again, is kind of strange. But I think in this spot here, we're going to get a lot of that because Minnesota does exactly that. They blitz a ton. Sometimes they get pressure. They don't get pressure. They're in a really, really bad spot. And especially if we have Justin Fields, kind of just coming into his own in terms of just playing, you know, a little bit more free. He's probably never going to be the passer that we thought he could be. He's probably never going to be the guy who's in rhythm, you know, pocket passer and then using his legs. Like that's just never going to happen. But you let him go out there, you let him go make some great throws, run around a little bit. Like I think that all that's totally fine. He can score some points, win some games. It's not like necessarily like a great long-term plan. And in this spot specifically, like I think they have success offensively. And then the Vikings, again, you'd love to have Jefferson, but uh, I think that Jordan Addison takes a step forward. TJ Hawkinson's still there. KJ Osborne's proved to be competent. And Brandon Powell saw like six targets after Justin Jefferson went out. So I think that all those guys are still plenty enough to take advantage of a Bears team that's like ravaged by injuries and wasn't very good prior to that. Connor, let's do lightning round to close here. I want to give you a little runway to do any other props you've got for Sunday. Give us like 30 seconds, if you'd be so kind, on Thursday night football tonight. No, it's tough with like potential wins in the forecast, but any bets for the Chiefs and the Broncos tonight in about 30 seconds? Yeah, I played some Javante Williams under. I just think that there's a lot of outs here for, for his unders. You know, like if he starts and plays the majority of snaps like he did, it's probably a little bit dicey. But Jaleel McLaughlin looked awesome last week. Should see even more work. Samaj Piran's still there. Broncos are 10-point dogs. So, like, if they fall behind, they're probably going to pass more. So, then stores more McLaughlin and Piran. So, it's like just a lot of different ways that this bet wins. So, even though the number's low, I still lean towards the under on 36.5, 35.5 for uh, Javante Williams. 
And when the Broncos have been trailing this year, which has been a lot, Sean Payton goes like ultra pass heavy as the play caller, just something to consider to Connor's point there. Connor, we have about a minute here for any other prop bets that you like coming up this weekend. Yeah, I played some Devonta Smith under. He's going to draw a lot of Sauce Gardner, uh, as well as, you know, DJ Reed was cleared from concussion protocol. It was like 53 and a half. So I like that under there specifically as well. Um, potentially some Joe Mixon unders. You know, they can't really run the ball right now. Seattle allowing 2.6 yards per carry to running ba- opposing running back. So, I mean, if Joe Burrow can't line up under center and hand the ball off, like it's really, I think, going to be tough for Mixon to get going here specifically. Um, Kenneth Walker, longest rush over is an interesting one. Bengals lying five yards per carry to opposing running backs, 31st um, in the league in allowing runs of 10 yards or plus or more. And then, I mean, some Browns running unders, I think you can play pretty, pretty well. Any Carolina Panthers rushing under, especially if, if Miles Sanders plays, I mean, anything above 20 yards, just like, you know, give me the under. Uh, and then, you know, I think a couple more Robert Woods reception overs as well. Saints are a little bit more vulnerable to interior wideouts. And uh, just uh, on the last thing on Robert Woods, Tank Dell, it does not look like he'll be able to clear a concussion protocol in time for the game. Yep. He did not practice today on Thursday. And like Texans beat writers are kind of saying, like Tank Dell's not going to play. Texans on a bye next week for what it's worth. So give Dell a couple weeks to get healthy. Obviously an important piece of what they want to do coming up moving forward. I'm happy you didn't slander the Carolina Panthers receiving core, though, because I'm going to have some over props for those guys coming up on Sunday. They're hashtag simplifying things for Bryce Young. Oh. I don't know why. I'm Oh, oh. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Pa- Panther, Bro, Panthers wow. are covering on Sunday. Yeah. You heard it here first. Uh, Connor's <laughs> on Twitter, at Connor Allen. You have to laugh at me, man. That's not nice. At Connor Allen NFL, the Move the Line podcast, 4 for 4 and Betsburg's my friend. Uh, best of luck with the bets. Stay well. We'll catch up with you next week. Thanks, guys. Talk to you next week. Our pal Connor Allen joining us here on You Better, You Bet. Well, up next, I guess we're going to empty the clip. Our friend Evan Silva joins us from ETR, giving us his favorite looks for week six in the National Football League. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM <laughs> on the BetQL Network. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.